Joining us here for the news briefing in the studio is c h e m i r a Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. Well, we are now getting a little bit more clarity in terms of the by-elections set for April 7th, meaning less than three weeks away, we will have the results of both the uh, Busan and Seoul mayoral races. The Busan race, a um, little bit less drama. The, the polls are still wide, but uh, some interesting developments that uh, are kind of uh, bothering the frontrunner Park mm-hmm. Kyung-jun with these allegations in regards to LCT, among other things. However, with the Seoul race, at least on the ruling party side, we at least know who's going to be running for yeah. the candidacy. Uh, they have now decided on a single candidate. Uh, the merging of the candidacies uh, with Kim Jin-hae and the ruling party's Park Young-sun, and it looks like the former SME's minister will be the sole candidate, right? That's right. Uh, as we all expected, uh, former minister of SMEs and startup Park Young-sun uh, became the single unified candidate for the liberal side for the upcoming Seoul mayoral by-election. And Park won against Kim Jin-hae from the minor Open Democratic Party in the primary competition that was held in a two-way poll on members of the both parties and random Seoul citizens. But her victory failed to draw much attention from the public, unfortunately, partly because she was almost sure to win the competition and also because of the recent real estate scandal involving LH. And after her victory was confirmed, Park once again reaffirmed her willingness to achieve a great transition by transforming Seoul into a city where anyone can have access to every infrastructure in the city within 21 minutes. She said uh, we should not entrust the future of Seoul to a person who opposed to the policy of feeding our children and discriminated against children based on their family's income level. Right. We wonder who she's referring to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. the former mayor of Seoul, Oh Se-hoon, who yeah. famously quit his position over that issue of feeding uh, the school children of yeah. Seoul with universal lunch programs. So we... People who know Park Young-sun and have followed her career know she's a very tough lady. Uh, She will be a formidable candidate, although, as you say, it's not a good environment right now because of the L.A. scandal and because of this uh, widespread sort of anger that's being directed at both the government and the ruling party with less than three weeks to go. And maybe the fact that the um, consolidation process on the ruling party side, whether it was with um, uh, Park Young-sun and Kim jin and then previously with Shi Dae Chan-hwan, that was not very contentious. Like, there was not a lot of huge fighting mm. and tension and arguing going back and forth. They were all kind of under that one-team mindset, and uh, they kind of were pretty cooperative, very harmonious. And on the one hand, that's good, peaceful, nice. But on the other hand, no drama, no attention. Mm-hmm. Nobody really kind of even noticing <laughs> that there were other <laughs> candidates in this race. So ultimately, it is Park Young-sun, So she is going to try to uh, keep the city of Seoul under the control of the ruling party. It's going to be a tall task, but at least we know who is running on the ruling party side, as you say. The opposition side, amazingly, and the deadline is very, very close right now. It's not just about the three weeks for the uh, election day. It is also the registration day, which is Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And that is going to be a big dilemma because they have not even decided yet on how they're going to... uh, conduct this supposed poll that will take place to decide whether it's going to be PPP's Oh Se-hun, the former mayor, or People's Party, An Cheol-su, as a single candidate. 
That's right. The two candidates, uh, Oh Se-un and An Chul-su, had originally planned to conduct a poll from yesterday to today and pick a winner tomorrow, but they failed to narrow their differences on how the questions should be phrased and how the polls should be conducted, uh, fixed landlines or mobile phones. PPP said it would accept People's Party's request to ask the public about the competitiveness of the two candidates against the ruling party candidate Park Yong-san, on condition that People's Party accepts its suggestion to include at least 10% of fixed-line home phone interviews because the chances are high that those who would answer the wired telephone survey will be older people who are more likely to be PPP supporters. But People's Party refused to accept the request and said it wants to ask voters about a hypothetical valid matchup of the two candidates versus Park Yong-san, but the suggestion was also turned down by PPP. And People's Party Secretary General Lee Tae-kyu said the de- deadline for their negotiation is at 9 a.m. today, but many believe there is a high chance that the two sides will fail to consolidate their candidacy and that uh, it may result in O and An running separately. Right. So it's pretty... Messy, and you would yeah. think, what's the problem? What's the big deal? Just two guys go to a poll, ask the simple question: <laughs> Who do you support to be the consolidated candidate? Mm-hmm. They're making this so complex with the idea of: Do we want to put Park Young Sun in the mix and then have that because that advantages um, An Chul Su as mm. the more competitive person? That's what they believe, or do we put more landline uh, percentages because those are older people and older people tend to be more conservative and follow PPP, so that's going to give an advantage to mm-hmm. Jose. So everyone is fighting and scrapping for these little tiny advantages to the general public. It just kind of seems very petty, rather than kind of this kind of big-mindedness of like let's do the one team, as we yeah. say. With the, with the ruling party, but it, it kind of indicates both guys know and feel that they have a really sh- good chance of winning if they are the candidate because yeah. the, the polls have been very much um, advantageous to the opposition side. So it looks like they don't want to budge on it. The problem is then now if they can't, you mentioned how uh, the deadline is 9 a.m. today. The reason why is because if you have to conduct a poll, you have to start This morning, right now, in a couple of hours, before we can get the results. It it takes many hours to do the poll, and they have to get those results in by tomorrow afternoon, Mm -hmm. be able to register the candidate by that deadline tomorrow on the 19th. So Mm -hmm. really, uh, we're looking at less than two hours away. If they don't come to a decision, we might have this three-way race. There is speculation that uh, a person like Oh Se-hoon actually might... not mind the idea mm. of a three-way race. And I think mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un's side has been actually indicating confidence that mm-hmm. even if we don't consolidate, we can maybe still win this election. And some of the polls kind of indicate that that it would be the case. So uh, if that happens, though, it's, it's a big blow to the opposition side, knowing that if they combine the candidacies, it would have been a much easier mm-hmm. victory than if it's going to be a three-way race. But there is a lot of drama ahead, and it looks like that's going to occur in the next two hours. Let's turn to the Busan race, because... This one was also considered to be relatively drama-free in the sense that the opposition conservative candidate looked like he had a huge advantage, maybe uh, up by uh, 15, 20 points in various polls. We're talking about Park Hyung-jun, the former kind of chief aide to uh, Im Young-bak back in the old days. He is running for Busan mayor. He he is the front-runner, but he's now been embroiled in a real estate scandal of his own. Mm -hmm. All of this attention paid on LH, not a lot uh, and maybe not enough, paid on this so-called LCT scandal 
in Busan. But uh, one of the figures now being caught up in this is a resident of this very luxurious tower, uh, namely Park Hyung-jun and his family, right? That's right. Uh, Park said in his uh, Facebook post yesterday that he is ashamed of living in an expensive apartment and particularly sorry uh, as a mayoral, mayoral candidate for those who struggle to make ends meet. But uh, there is no illegality or corruption in his uh, purchase of the apartment. He said he and his wife have been living in Busan for 30 years, and they had not owned a house for quite a long time. But they bought the apartment last year with a mortgage amounting to 1 billion won. And the other apartment he actually owned uh, is actually owned by his stepdaughter and her husband, and she is under her biological father's family registry, not his. And he said they run a decent business in Busan, and he didn't give a penny to the couple when they bought the apartment. And he accused the ruling party of dredging up details of his family life to stage personal attacks against him and only focusing on negative campaigning. And he said if they really want to point fingers at him, they should first punish their members who have reaped illicit benefits from the current government's real estate policies. Well, it it is... um getting more and more clear that uh, some of the uh, excuses he's giving for how this uh, apartment unit was purchased uh, are not necessarily kind of aligning with some of the documents and facts that have come out mm-hmm. so far. A lot of questions because it's a $4 billion apartment yeah. for the daughter. And, and it's like, how, how did this daughter, I mean, no matter how good your business is, have that kind of yeah. cash to build up that kind of a fortune? So real estate really goes to show that You can blame one side or the other, but really, if you're a part of the elite class, nobody's hands are clean mm. on this. Even Oh Se-hun, let's say he's the front runner right now. There are a lot of questions over that Negokdong yeah, plot of land that right. he was able to purchase. And he keeps arguing about the Greenbelt regulations. And this occurred during the No Mui-hyun presidency. But that turned out not to be false. And mm. so those are going to all be big issues. And so the LH scandal may be bad for the ruling party. But real estate as a whole is not necessarily something that's so advantageous for the uh, conservative opposition, especially they have all the money and they have all the means to um, allegedly speculate. Now, Park Hyung-jun is also embroiled in another scandal. We don't even have time to talk about the uh, MB surveillance Mm. scandal when he was in the Blue House and apparently was in charge of the department that actually led that uh, uh, surveillance operation on citizens. But we're talking about his daughter now. And this is, again, a tit for tat because there was so much media attention paid towards Cho Guk and his daughter and all of this mm-hmm. stuff about college admissions. Well, it looks like other uh, figures have daughters, too. And other figures have daughters that have questionable um, admissions. So the daughter is being accused of basically getting skirting in and getting an easy way into Hong Ik University. And so he is also rebutting these charges. He says that uh, he remembers exactly that Park's wife had asked for a favor that the daughter applied for admission to the university, according to one of the retired professors, right? That's right. Uh, former Hongik University professor Kim Seunyeon held a press conference yesterday in Busan and urged Park Hyung-jun to stop telling a lie and reveal the truth. He said he accurately remembers that he met Park's wife and daughter around 2000 when they visited the university for an an entrance exam. 
and Kim revealed that his senior professor had asked him to give extra points to Park's daughter and that he vividly remembers Park's wife crying and asking him to help her pass her test. He added that he remembers giving her 85 points, which is five points more than the passing score. And Professor Kim said uh, Park's constant lies make him so angry and the truth will be confirmed if they check Hongik University's admission records. And Park has continued to deny the allegations and he has sued uh, Professor Kim and five others for defamation earlier this week. Right. And so the suing thing is always used as a tool, sometimes mm-hmm. to silence uh, the critics who are coming out, because especially with this Professor Kim s i n g y u n he's a retired professor, and by uh, a lot of accounts, he's not necessarily a wealthy person. He's just a normal no. person mm-hmm. who's been struggling to make ends meet. So uh, conducting this lawsuit could be financially very devastating To him, maybe he will stop saying it, but he's actually had the courage now to actually go directly to Busan, Mm -hmm. state his case. All he is saying is what he remembers, and that is his testimony. Now, uh, whether more documents come out to kind of buttress those allegations, it does turn out to be that it's another big problem now for Park Hyung-jun, in addition to the LCT allegations and in addition to all of the allegations uh, surrounding the uh, eavesdropping as well. And despite all of that, um, if he still wins the Busan mayor race, it really goes into question that mm-hmm. the, the environment was very, very bad for the ruling party and the candidate Kim Young-chun, who's mm-hmm. been trying to uh, get his voice heard, uh, but it seems like it's not really cutting through the mainstream media cloud right now. Another factor in this mayoral race, we've been talking quite a bit about this, but uh, the late mayor, Park Won-sun, he was alleged to have committed sexual harassment on his uh, former aide. That alleged victim held a press conference yesterday, and the opposition now, of course, criticizing the ruling party for not taking these allegations seriously. Yes, the victim, who was the late mayor's former secretary, made her first appearance before the press through the media, signed a contract uh, promising not to film or photograph the victim. And she pointed out that the ruling party's mayoral candidate Park Yong-san, as well as the party's leader Lee Na-kyun, have not made a sincere apology to her. She said the ruling party lawmakers attempted to minimize her pain by calling her uh, coach the alleged victim, or 피해 호소인, who claims to have been harmed, and tried to pressure her into silence. She called on the party to take disciplinary measures against Na Min-sun, who was allegedly the first person to suggest calling her the alleged victim. She also expressed her uh, regret that a lot of people who have heard her are the members of Park Yong-san's campaign. And candidate Park Yong-san said uh, she will do better when she is elected uh, as the first female mayor of Seoul uh, to prevent the similar case from occurring again. The main opposition PPP stepped up its attack on the ruling party and PPP interim leader Kim Jong-in said he was shocked to find that the victim has been under continuous attacks even after the death of the perpetrator. And PPP's female lawmakers told reporters that Park Yong-san's appointment of Na Min-sun as chief campaign manager proves that she was lying when she apologized for what had happened and expressed her regret. So there is one female candidate in the race, and that is Park Yong-san of the ruling party. Whoever is going to come out of the opposition side will be an older male candidate. 
the, the framing of this and, of course, the timing of this press conference really kind of uh, done to maximize the political impact ahead of the uh, Seoul mayoral election. The next uh, step is going to be um, Park Young-sun and how she reacts. Uh, initially, she said she will be um, silent throughout this, mm-hmm. give it uh, some very serious contemplation, and then um, figure out the next steps in terms of how to address these issues. Uh, as we see, uh, th- there are certainly a lot of hurt feelings on, on both sides of this yeah. issue, and it's not an easy one to uh, delve through. But uh, obviously, unfortunately, right now in this very politically sensitive time, it seems to have had a maximum impact. Let's turn to diplomacy. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about this big visit by U.S. security officials. The Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, meeting with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, Chung Yong, yesterday after that visit to Japan. And they also, of course, all the usual things, reaffirming the strong ROC-U.S. alliance and talking about North Korean issues. That's right. Uh, U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, said the U.S. will continue to work with South Korea, Japan, and other allies for the denuclearization. Realization of North Korea during his first face-to-face talks with Foreign Minister Chong Yi-yong yesterday. And he pointed out that, uh, that the North Nuclear Weapons and Ballistic Missiles Program are the shared challenge that the two countries need to address. He described the U.S. Uh, commitment to the alliance with South Korea as, quote, unwavering and ironclad, and that is, quote, rooted in friendship and mutual trust and shared values, unquote. He also said, quote, we want to achieve our shared vision for a free and open Indo-Pacific and for human rights, democracy, and rule of law. He said he is witnessing, uh, quote, dangerous erosion of democracy, referring to the situation in Myanmar, and went on to call out Pyongyang on its uh, own human rights abuses. He said, quote, the authoritarian regime in North Korea continues to commit systemic and widespread abuses against its own people. We must stand with the people who demand fundamental rights and freedoms and against those who oppress them, unquote. He also expressed his condolences over the deaths of four women of Korean descent in the shootings in the U.S. city of Atlanta. Yeah, certainly a a lot of uh, reaction here to this, including some breaking news. North Korea acknowledging now that the Biden administration did reach out to them, but that they have Mm -hmm. not responded in kind. We're going to get more analysis on this on our program later on. Finally, though, let's get an update on COVID-19. Certainly the pandemic is something we cannot ignore, despite all of Mm. the other political news. Uh, Give us an update on the latest numbers, please. Sure. The country's daily new coronavirus cases bounced back to above 400 yesterday uh, when the country reported 469 more COVID-19 cases, including 452 local infections, raising the total caseload to 96,800. And we have seen this pattern of the daily numbers staying in the 300 range early in the week due to the fewer tests over the weekend. And the daily tally sharply increases to over 400 later. And as of 9 p.m. yesterday, the country confirmed 370 more cases, which were 48 fewer than at the same time the previous day. The country added eight more deaths, bringing the death toll to 1,686. 
A total of uh, 621,734 people have been vaccinated so far, with 587,996 getting AstraZeneca's vaccine and 33,738 Pfizer shots. The KDCA said one person died within days of receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine is confirmed to have had blood clots, but the death is highly likely to be caused by other underlying diseases. Well, uh, as you say, the numbers keep fluctuating between the 300 to 400 mm-hmm. range. As we get towards the end of the week, it gets uh, a little bit higher. But the good news, it does look like at least uh, today we might see a, few, a, yeah. li- a little bit fewer cases since uh, it does look like the 9 p.m. numbers were a little bit more uh, positive. All right. Uh, as always, Mira, we appreciate uh, the hard work. I know that it's only one time a week for you, but uh, mm-hmm. nonetheless, uh, good to see you again. And uh, definitely uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you.